What's up everybody, Milenis here and welcome to the Calligraphy Masters podcast. This is a show where I talk with some of the most inspiring and influential artists in the world of calligraphy, lettering and sign painting with the goal of exploring their mindset and understand how they became successful. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with my teammate Sachin Shah, aka Sachin Inspiration. We'll be discussing his uh, journey in calligraphy, how long he's been doing calligraphy, what are his favorite tools, what are his dreams and much more. So let's jump into it. So hey dude, man, finally meet you dude. Yeah, that's nice to see you Milan. Yeah dude, it's been some time man. You're like uh, one of the longest uh, being people in the team, if that's correct. Thank you, yeah, yeah. I know, I think we started our journey way back in uh, 2014, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Man, it's so awesome to see you, dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm very excited to be talking to you. Yeah, me too, bro. I'm like, I'm super hyped. Like, uh, I love your mustache, dude. It's fucking nice. Yeah, that's that's the New Year uh, thing. You know, every New Year you have to start looking different. That's, That's the thing, yeah. But it looks awesome, man. I like it. Thank you so much. Other than you, nobody's told me that. No? Oh, no. People at home hate it. But yeah, let's see how long it goes on. I'm a mustache lover myself. You know, I, I let oh, my okay. mustache grow from time to time. This is the first time in probably 40 years I'm doing this. So For real? As long as, yeah. Man, you've been waiting quite a lot for it. Yeah, I haven't been waiting. Just happens by chance, you know. Okay. <laughs> So, brother, you've listened to some of the podcasts already, I guess, or? Yes, I did, I did, yeah. So, my point is, you know, like, uh, the basic structure of the whole thing, how it goes, right? Yep. Okay, awesome. By the way, nice shirt, man. This is like, you, you made it. Thank you. Yeah, that's written by me. Nice. Okay, bro, so we can start. So, hi, brother. I'm very happy to finally see you to have finally talk with you it's been so long time we've been only chatting with each other and emailing but right. uh, never talk to each other or see faces live like this oh yeah absolutely i know it's a great opportunity for me to be talking to you and having associated with you for five years uh it's it's surprising that we are talking for the first time though yeah. we've chatted quite a lot and we've done a lot of cool work together but it's cool to be right in front of you, if, if not for real, at least virtually. Yeah, man, I, I, yeah. I'm super happy and hyped about it. And, yeah. and But yeah, I also wish to meet you in person, man. Cause this oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, we will. The personally, like meeting personal, is, it's much, much more. Absolutely, I completely agree with you. I think nothing can take that fact away. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we should organize something uh, for calligraphy masters in Europe and I will surely uh, you know uh, make a visit there yeah that that's for sure bro that that's yeah, gonna happen yeah. sure but uh, how are you dude i'm super uh, glad to have you finally on the podcast how are you doing man i'm doing great uh milan thank you for this opportunity i know we've been discussing uh, for quite some time coming online and it's just that uh, it, it never happened and uh, I thought, yeah, this is the right time and, uh, you know, I'm excited to be here talking to you and talking to all the fans of Calligraphy Masters. 
Likewise, man. But uh, first of all, how is your health, dude? Like, uh, you went through some operation or something? We we were supposed to record oh, yeah. the podcast. So what yes, happened? Yes, yes. So we were, when we were supposed to record uh, the podcast, there was some complication in my in my system, in the digestive system, and I had to be operated. So I was on on bed rest for for a week, uh, and then I flew to Austria for for my workshop last week. And now I am finally free and right in front of you talking to you. But uh, are you feeling okay? How is your health right I'm now? I'm great. Yeah, as good as it gets. I'm I'm feeling fine. Awesome, man. I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. So, brother, let's start with your story. Like, uh, tell the people... I mean, you actually have some interesting story because I remember when I started talking with you in the very beginning and you told me like you've been doing, doing calligraphy a long time ago and then you stopped for i don't yes. know 15 or 16 years so no maybe 25 years now can you just uh, tell me like uh, where are you from where like how old are you what was your life growing up and at what point did you meet with calligraphy sure uh, so i am from uh, mumbai in uh, india and uh, i am for i will be turning 44 this may uh, and I've been doing calligraphy for almost 25 years now. Uh, although I'm seen on the social circuit only for the last four or five years, I think uh, social media has opened up uh, in terms of recognizing our work and so on. Earlier, we never had a chance to uh, you know, share our work with anyone unless you are a professional. So I've been doing it for a very long time. Uh, as, as a child, I was uh, always interested in uh, writing beautiful letters and uh, I used to just decorate my, my journals and, uh, you know, friends' journals and that's how the love for uh, lettering in general because I didn't know what calligraphy was, honestly. And I have had no uh, formal uh, education in art at all. Uh, I am uh, actually uh, a computer science engineer and I work for a software company uh, right now. So, uh, you know, our uh, engineering days, uh, our journals used to be extremely boring, uh, very technical. So I used to add some fun elements and decorate my journals and so on. Uh, so people liked it, my friends liked it, and they wanted, uh, you know, their books also to be decorated by me. And I was very happy to oblige. Uh, so that's how the love for lettering always started. Uh, uh, but I, I think my uncle uh, got me uh, a speedball uh, book, textbook, a uh, long time ago, I guess in 90s, 1990s. That's where I came to know that there's something called as calligraphy. And, you know, it's an art that um, uh, I was very connected to. And uh, unfortunately, in, in India, as uh, you may know, uh, we don't have... Uh, awareness of calligraphy even now uh, and I'm talking about 25 years back so people uh, never knew uh, what was calligraphy so I had a tough time uh, you know searching for the right tools and uh, pens and inks and paper and so on so uh, I, I used to make my own pens uh, from wood uh, used to cut all my fountain pens and just try and write uh, beautifully uh, you know so I, I did that for a few years and then I started teaching to other people because I thought the best way to learn uh, calligraphy is actually to teach others. So I used to teach children, um, anybody, uh, irrespective of their age uh, and so on. Uh, I think I got better uh, by teaching. Uh, I'm not sure how much they benefited, but 
surely I, uh, I was the one to gain the most. So I did that for a few years and uh, then I started working in this uh, software company that uh, you know I head the operations right now and uh, it lay forgotten for some time and I was, uh, I was out of touch for many years although I used to practice once in a while. Uh, so I think it's only been the last uh, four or five years maybe. Uh, I started uh, you know posting a lot more on Facebook and that's how people came to know, that's how you came to know and that's how we got uh, together as part of Calligraphy Masters. So, so that's my story in short. How, how did you decide uh, to come back to calligraphy after such a break? Like what made you? Yeah, so uh, calligraphy was always in the back of my mind. It's just that when you uh, focus too much on your professional career, all your passions and hobbies uh, are kept aside. And at some point uh, you realize in your life that uh, life is much more than just work. Right? And uh, at this point, if I don't pursue my passions, I don't know when will be the right time. So that sudden realization has to come in everybody's life. And that's what I, I realized it. And I started very seriously practicing many, many hours a day and uh, you know, uh, turning from an amateur to almost uh, a professional right now. So yeah, that's, that's how, how it went in the last uh, five, six years. And are you are you like a totally self-taught like you mentioned a book that was given to you some time ago yes, but uh, yeah. were there any other uh, sources that you used to no, learn no. or no i i completely rely on books because i think uh, what books can teach you uh, is not something which any teacher can teach you although i'm i'm very inspired by the great calligraphers uh, right from edward johnston to uh, to uh, to a lot more in this century, uh, I have never attended uh, any workshop or any formal training on calligraphy. And uh, every time I I go back to my books, I have a very large collection of books collected over the last many years now. So yeah, I I I basically study them, research them, research as much as I can. Uh, go outside, uh, meet people, uh, you know, see beautiful buildings in Europe. They inspired me a lot. So I learned from, from all that, uh, yes. And what were the first three books that you started with? And like, also, what were the first calligraphy styles that you start uh, learning? Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Uh, although uh, I am known in uh, the calligraphy world for Gothic uh, script and black letters and fraktur and so on, that's not the first script I learned. Uh, the first script that I learned was uh, Italic. Uh, because I thought uh, it, it, it's a very natural extension of my handwriting and it seems simple, which it's not, but uh, that, that was the, the natural script that I was inclined to learn. So I learned uh, Italic uh, the first and then obviously then, you know, uh, it, there's every script which every calligrapher connects to and I, I connect to the black letters the most right now. And yeah, my, my initial books, actually quite a few. The, so the speedball textbook was, was my Bible at that point of time. And then uh, over a period of time, I, I learned a lot from, uh, you know, a book by uh, Sheila Waters, uh, which is called uh, Foundations of Calligraphy. Uh, 
uh, and there were other, other uh, um, books as well. So I, I don't remember honestly which were the first three books, but these are the two which I, I surely remember that I referred a lot. Uh, in, in fact, I keep going back to them whenever uh, I get a chance and uh, yeah, I keep studying them even now. And uh, do you remember how, how long time did it take you to feel like uh, happy with your Italic? Like how much time did you spend to learn it on a level that you are comfortable with and that you think it's you're making some really beautiful with the Italics? I, I, I'm still not a pro at it. Let me tell you that. Uh, but I, I think I struggled a bit uh, initially. And I used to go very slow because my whole objective was to learn and not just to write. Uh, so it took about a month for me to uh, to feel comfortable that uh, I can write italic the way it's written. Uh, so I practiced that for a year completely. And then uh, I'm, I'm quite fond of creating my own styles. I, I don't really follow uh, any particular style that's mentioned in the textbook. They are, they are great sources to learn. Uh, so the conceptual understanding comes from the books, but I'm a firm believer that uh, you need to invent your own styles. Uh, so that takes a lot of time, you know. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I did that for a year uh, before I moved on to the next group. There are quite a lot of people who are copying your styles. I'm sure yeah. you've seen some of them. How, how do you feel about that? It, it's flattering to be honest I really don't mind people copying uh, my styles and my work and uh, so on it's flattering right uh, because uh, if somebody's copying your style definitely there's something good that you've done to them but uh, whenever I'm approached for any advice I, I always tell them copying is fine but you know don't limit yourself to it uh, don't be afraid of uh, doing your own experiments you will fail uh, copying somebody is easy. It's it's not difficult at all. Uh, and these days, uh, you know, um, in social media, we have tons of information. Anybody can copy anyone. So I don't really feel bad about it. And uh, I encourage people to write the way I do. But eventually, you got to you got to invent your own style. There's there's no shortcut to that. Yeah. And uh, now that you, if you look back now, was Italic italic script the right choice to start with calligraphy or now after you have learned other styles will you choose something else to start with uh it's a very personal thing i i don't think there is a, a thumb rule to learning a script because i think everybody feels connected and comfortable with with something right i've seen people uh, learning uh, copperplate the first because it's a natural progression of their handwriting if they have written that way in the schools uh, it comes very naturally to them uh, so I, I don't feel I made a wrong choice I think it was a great choice because uh, I was able to learn it very quickly compared to any other styles mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, in this manner talking which was the easiest style to learn I think you just said italic but I mean, which was the easiest style for you to learn and which was the hardest for you to learn? Uh, so I'm still learning, let me tell you that. Uh, it's not that I've learned everything, but whatever I, I, I've been doing for uh, a couple of decades now, I, I think uh, there's a script called Newland uh, by Rudolf Kosh. I feel that uh, although there are some nuances to it, 
but i i found it very comfortable to pick it up and i could learn it in probably you know some weeks before i could start my own experiments uh, with uh, newlin so i guess that's it's a very easy script to learn uh, provided you have your basics strong in how to use a broad pen especially gothic uh, the most difficult for me and it still remains the most difficult for me is anything to do with pointed pen and uh, I I'm not really happy with my progress not that I really practice too hard uh, somehow it doesn't connect me that much uh, but I have been uh, trying to learn and trying to uh, you know improvise how to use a pointed pen in different ways so uh, yeah I I struggle and I suck at uh, copperplate and spencerian uh, and I would I wouldn't even call myself uh, an amateur in that I'm just just a starter as far as pointed pen is concerned I see uh how what is to your practice like how much time were you putting into practice in the beginning how much time you're putting into practice our days and uh, what's your way of practicing are you pra practicing certain letters are you practicing words or whole sentences sentences like how does it go for you yeah so uh, initially when i uh, when i started or restarted my calligraphy journey I used to uh, I used to practice a lot uh, almost 3 to 4 hours a day uh, nowadays obviously I don't get much time because of my professional commitments but I make it a point to uh, practice calligraphy uh, if there are no commission work that I'm doing and if I'm doing calligraphy for myself uh, I dedicate every day one hour minimum uh, so I don't sleep uh, at night before i have practiced at least for an hour or so and my practice really ranges from variety of things you know it depends on the mood of the moment uh, sometimes i'm just writing random letters uh, trying to improvise on every every script sometimes it's long sentences sometimes uh, you know it's it, it's new scripts and so on this i i think you have to be very spontaneous in your practice what comes in your mind what you feel at that moment because i feel calligraphy is all about feeling that moment so it's not a really uh, a systematic practice uh, that i do every day unless i'm doing commission work uh, so i i just do i just scribble and uh, i just do doodling all the time uh, with my calligraphy pens i see that's awesome man and I, I was just thinking uh, you just like in the other questions before that you mentioned newland i'm yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a big fan of that uh, style man i'm just bec okay. because it's easy one i'm wondering yeah, like yeah. why are there not many people that do it like uh, yeah i i don't it's a great script if you ask me um if you really see the usage of that script is very limited uh so you can't really write long text with newland you know it it, it just won't uh, it it won't be readable that much so it has very limited usage as far as practicality of that script is concerned unless somebody really wants to get good at that script and not apply it i feel that i uh, pick up scripts which are usable to people right which from which i can create my artwork for which i can create logos and anything for that matter so i guess that's the reason why many people don't pick up uh, i guess that that's my my two cents on that and uh, what do you use to do newland are you doing it with broad edge nip or you do it with a flat brush 
both i do it with both uh, so i started learning newland with uh, definitely the the broad edge pen mainly automatic pens because the thicker uh, strokes you practice uh, you get better with it uh, and uh, yeah after a while after i i i kind of was comfortable with uh, the broad uh, pen i started writing with, uh, with with the brush because in the brush you can really manipulate the brush the way you want it to and uh, these days i ha- i have been only using the flat brush because i just love that tool yeah like uh, but it's uh, it's not so easy to learn using yes. it right yes absolutely so yeah you you need a lot of practice using the flat brush uh, for for any script not only newland but there is a vast difference writing even gothic with uh, with with broad tips versus writing gothic with uh, flat brush uh, there are a lot of things that you can't do with a flat brush unlike uh, uh, a broad edge pen uh, but i i think that's the challenge we we all face as calligraphers something which is difficult it excites you even more and then you want to learn it you know even more harder so i i use flat brush all the time these days awesome but you also do like i feel like you're great with whatever you pick man like Or your Instagram feed is full of broad edge nibs of uh, brush pen work, uh, uh, different styles. Like, uh, what's your favorite tool to work with, and what's your favorite style to work with? Also, it's yeah. So it's a little funny answer uh, because my my favorite tool is not the one that I write my favorite script with. Okay. My favorite script remains Fraktur, uh, and the way I connect with that, uh, I don't connect with any other script as much as I do with Fraktur. And I run my workshops all the time, uh, you know, on that script. Uh, as far as my favorite tool is concerned, it's it's a little strange, but I love the ruling pen. Uh, that's a tool that I'm completely in love with, uh, which is, as I said, it's it's a little funny and weird, right? uh things that you can do with a uh, with a ruling pen is unimaginable the possibilities that it can create uh is just awesome and it gives a certain kind of freedom to your strokes and freedom to your artwork so my favorite uh, tool is uh, any kind of ruling pen or a folded pen or anything that i can write expressive uh calligraphy with how many different ruling pens do you own Um I have a, a great uh, I wouldn't say a great collection but I have a good collection of uh, ruling pens so I got uh, the first ruling pen I owned was a German ruling pen uh which is very thin it doesn't really create broad strokes but it allows you to practice very well it almost writes like a fine pen uh then I got the American uh, ruling pen uh, which uh you know had uh, great picks and things Oh yeah, you have that, right? Yeah, that's the one I started out with. Yeah, it's uh, those they were used to be in this uh, exactly. compass, compass sets. Absolutely, and, and I think that's where my uh, engineering uh, uh, studies came in handy because we used to use ruling pen in our uh, you know blue creating blueprints and engineering drawings and so on. So it was just natural that I started using it, uh, just dipping it into the ink. And that's how I discovered that you can write with a ruling pen. And I, I'm talking about 
an era where there was uh, you know no internet no social media we didn't have access to what people used with ruling pens and now you see you know whole lot of people uh, experimenting with the ruling pens so i have a great collection i own uh, the handwritten uh, uh, ruling pen and there's a set by the dreaming dogs that uh, they were very kind enough to send me and just a few days back i got a fantastic gift from rodolfo for uh, rolf pens uh, so these are the treasures that i always cherish and i'm a big collector of pens uh, anything handmade uh, excites me whether it's holders or rolling pens or anything of that sort what's your favorite rolling pen from the ones you own that's 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 a difficult question meaning you are going to put me in a spot you know if i name one the others are going to get very very angry at me no But, no dude, uh, this is not necessarily uh, man like i don't know very often people here on the podcast they like they feel like if if they say something bad about a brand or if they have to pick something no, that no, yeah. it's no offending no, i'm man, just like, kidding i am just kidding i am just kidding uh so my favorite ruling pen is the handwritten uh i love that uh pen and uh the possibilities that you can create with that pen is awesome and obviously it's designed by the master himself so it, it's it's a fantastic tool i feel that's that's a tool made for calligraphy compared to all other ruling pens which were used for drafting initially this was the first uh, pen i came across which was uh meant and designed for calligraphers well this is the only ruling pen that i own actually <laughs> really yeah it's handwritten okay. okay and i love it like i haven't tried others like i have those small ones i have some uh, color yeah, pens yeah. you know kind of and i have right. the, the pilot uh, pilot ruling one yeah the one that you uh, you know chisel out the nib and uh, create a pen yeah but it's it's a very different from uh, from the actual rolling pens and still i like it because it has something very unique to itself it's still a rolling pen but right. it gives a uh, very different uh, strokes yeah i just received a great rolling pen yesterday uh, so this is the one that you see it's made by uh, a guy from india his name is nikhil kundar and he makes uh, really cool rolling pens uh out of natural products like coconut trees sandalwood and so on so i have to try this yet i haven't tried it yet but i am i'm assuming it will be a great tool to write with i'm looking forward to write with it and uh, you saw those one when i put the pictures you know right those are cool ones as well yeah i ha- i don't have them yeah i know like my point is the dude who makes them he makes also ruling pens Yeah yeah yeah. And this is like uh, automatic pens. I don't own any automatic yeah, yeah. pens but I have written with them and man this is like a this I don't is, know like a 100 times a better version of uh, automatic pen. Oh absolutely absolutely. And I'm very excited that many people are making their own tools, right? And if you see in the last couple of years till about 2 years back we used to have very standard supplies from you know automatic pens and uh, very few that uh, John Neils sold or paper and ink art sold but i think in the last 2 years the number of people who have started making holders and pens and uh, oblique holders it's phenomenal and i think it's great for calligraphy that uh, more and more people are getting into penmanship and they want to make more and more pens i think that's what adds to the variety for us right yeah that's so, awesome man i love it too yeah 
And uh, the funny thing about the dude who sent me those, you know, because I wrote him, I asked like, dude, can you can you send me some and I'll make a good video, I'll promote uh, your pants. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, yo, I can send, but please, like, don't promote the pants because I don't want to be associated with making pen holders. Oh, okay. So what does, why does he make the pen holders then? Well, he usually, I think he makes them just for himself, you know. Yeah, th that's a good thing to do. I, I, I think, yeah, you have to do it first for yourself. But I, I b also believe that unless the world sees your work, right, you're not going to get that much fulfillment just keeping making the pens and keeping for yourself. That's important. You have to do things that uh, you really like. But I think in this world, unless the world sees you and you have to give the opportunity to calligraphers like us to, you know, to use your pens. That's how I look at it. Well, yeah, I was like uh, surprised, like at the same time under I understood him because he wants obviously to be associated with his calligraphy and he doesn't yeah, want yeah, to, yeah. to have like hundreds of people jumping, give me pens. Right, yeah. I guess if there is a, I was actually discussing this with somebody else in the podcast, but uh, I don't think the episode is still out. So my point is, I'm not sure if there, there shows like a ton of people, like hundreds of people willing the pens. Wouldn't he make them like this is gonna be some money for him, you know? Absolutely. I, I think uh, if you are good at something, right, that's what you should do. In, uh, although uh, making pens does not make you a less calligrapher. I, and you would have seen uh, there are great masters. Uh, I, know, I know this guy from Vietnam who makes great pens and he's a great calligrapher himself, right? Dao Fong. So, yeah. So I don't think you are sacrificing anything if you really promote yourself. But I think the craft makes you better when, when you start making your own pens. You're obviously testing them uh, before you actually ship them out. That makes you a good calligrapher. Yeah, and, and this yeah. The, the quality of how this is built is like, it's amazing. This is man. beautiful. Like, it's beautiful, yeah. Uh, those two pens are right now my favorite things to work with. And, yeah. Like, it's fucking amazing and I'm sure like... Oh, absolutely. I would love to get my hands on that. But unfortunately, this guy doesn't uh, respond or he doesn't, uh, you know, sell it. But that's fine. I'll wait for that day. Did you did you ask him already? I haven't asked him yet. But uh, I, I saw he doesn't promote it too much. And I saw a few posts on Instagram. He, he doesn't have any information about them. He doesn't have a storefront and so on. So I assume that... Probably he's not uh, mass producing them or he's not probably really taking orders. But I would definitely wait for a day when I can uh, lay my hands on his pen. Yeah. And what are, like, other than ruling pens, what are some of your favorite tools, man? Like, uh, let's say, what's your favorite brush pen? What's your favorite flat brush? Uh, what's your favorite broad edge nib? And probably your favorite uh, straight or oblique holder? So, okay, let's go one by one. First, the easier, easiest one, right? So when it comes to brush pen, there are two that uh, I use and I'm not uh, particularly fond of any brand, but uh, I like, uh, I like the, the brush pen which has natural bristles on it, which uh, almost mimic the real brush. Uh, so there's one from Pentel and Zig makes it and a lot of people make it. 
it it really writes beautifully but the only thing is you need to control your strokes in that it, it's a lot tougher using that brush the second one is uh, the Fude pen uh, i write really tiny lettering uh, with that it allows you you have oh yeah 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 that's one of them that's by tombo i guess yes uh, this is tombo yeah so i have uh, a bunch of uh, these Fude pens from pentel from pilot as well they started me uh, they've started making it as well for for the last six months or so and they were kind enough to send me a packet uh, to test it so so those two brush pens uh, category is what what i like the most uh, when it comes to uh, the broad edge nibs because i my favorite are uh, the speedball and browse uh, nothing comes close to uh, those two speedball is very close to my heart because that's the first nib i started out with uh, that's the first professional nib that I bought uh, when I was learning and so it's very close to my heart uh, I can uh, I, I feel very comfortable writing with a speedball and browse is also my uh, my favorite uh, although browse doesn't the maximum you have is 5mm doesn't have more than that but for anything uh, small to medium uh, lettering kind of work uh, browse is my go-to pen uh, as far as large lettering is concerned uh, or big bold letters are concerned I still use automatic pens uh, they are pretty inexpensive and uh, uh, I think they last a long time uh, so you can really you know and they are available right from I guess one fourth of an inch to to maybe one inch so that's the range you get in automatic pens so I love the automatic pens for that and if you see my Instagram feed I usually like to write really bold and big uh, so that's when I use uh, the automatic pens uh, what has happened in the last uh, few years is as I mentioned to you a lot of people make their own pens and stuff like that uh, I've come across with a lot of uh, people who create their own pens and there's uh, a friend of mine here uh, in India who makes I wouldn't say automatic pens because that's a brand but very similar to them they make uh, all completely handmade and out of brass so that's that's the one I'm digging right now uh, and they come in like a, a variety of 20 different sizes so that, that's one I am uh, I, I love the most if you give me a second I can show you what I mean if I have them handy I want to contact this person, man. <laughs> I will give you his uh, number. And so this is the one. This is a pretty cool one. This is non-corrosive metal. And uh, it's completely uh, made up, made with hand. And it's pure wood that he uses. No plastic uh, or any of that material. Uh, and I have been... Uh, buying uh, a lot of handmade stuff in the in the recent times because i feel uh, it's our responsibility to promote uh, people who make great tools uh, they are made with a lot of passion a lot of love so these days i only write with handmade uh, straight holders i stop using you know any plastic uh, standard holders which uh, the usual companies make as far as uh, flat brush is concerned, uh, I don't own too many of them, 
but my go-to brush is always the Winsor Newton uh, 995 series. I have uh, all, I think they make in three or four sizes. I have all of them and they last pretty long. Uh, if you take care of them, uh, they last really long. So I've been using that for years now. Uh, so that's my go-to brush for flat brush lettering. Uh, about uh, straight holder or oblique holder or you don't really use it? Oblique holders, I have uh, a few. I, as I said, I, I am not uh, great in pointed pen and uh, I struggle with that. So uh, I, I really don't use an oblique holder uh, all the time. Sometimes, you know, when you want to break from your usual routine of writing Gothic or Newland or Italic or ruling pen, that's when I just uh, write, try and write uh, with, with pointed nibs and that's when I use oblique holder. But again, the oblique holders are all handmade. So this is the one that I got from this friend of mine yesterday. Uh, it's made from coconut. So this, this wood is, is coconut. He uses all natural ingredients, all organic stuff to, to create his holders. So he's made this uh, ergonomic holder uh, for me out of coconut. So I, I try and promote uh, these great artists who don't get a, you know, a good platform uh, to promote themselves. And I really like the stuff that they do. Do you just send me their names? I'll promote them. Absolutely. I will. I will. I will definitely send you the contact. I've told many times the team, if you have people that you think they deserve some more audience, always feel free to recommend them. Yeah. Yeah, I recommended you the Krishna Inks, remember? And uh, did you like them? Dude. Wow. Yeah. I love them, you got man. All, all the stuff, right. So that's another brand that I'm uh, personally involved with and I, I love their products. And uh, they're very kind enough uh, to help me and support me, uh, you know, in uh, in my workshops because they supply all the inks for me in my workshops. So uh, it's not you know just blind promotion because they send you stuff. I don't believe in that. Uh, there are a lot of people who sent me stuff, but I never promote it unless I feel like it. And these inks are, are just crazy. You know, the variety that they have, the sheen that it creates is, is phenomenal. I just love them. The only thing I don't like about them, they're so small, man. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to, <laughs> to, I'm afraid to write too much because it's. You can get more. You can get more of that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. So they, uh, I just uh, spoke to the person who makes these, uh, these inks. He's actually a doctor by profession, and yeah, he makes I read this. this. Yeah. So he makes this handmade uh, somewhere in India. Uh, I haven't seen their facility. So he very soon is going to come. So these are all fountain pen inks. That the ones that you got and the ones that I use, they're all fountain pen inks. Uh, you can use it with you know any fountain pen as well. So they are going to come up with calligraphy inks very soon, and uh, I hope to see them. Uh, they will be a lot more exciting to use for calligraphy. But what, what like what's the difference in a fountain pen ink and calligraphy ink? Yeah, so I think the only difference is the viscosity of the ink. Uh, the fountain pen ink is uh, first of all water-based and uh, it's pretty thin, right? Uh, because it needs to pass through the, the fountain pen system. The calligraphy inks are usually thicker. 
and sometimes uh, they are waterproof as well if you want to do some uh, a commission uh, for which you want it to last for many years you can't use a fountain pen because over a period of time it will fade away so calligraphy inks usually are uh, are, are waterproof and uh, non-fading and uh, slightly thicker than the fountain pens is that that's how i see them as a difference i see and uh, before you came to krishna inks what were the inks that you were using uh, a lot a lot of inks uh, so uh, i mean i almost have a lot of inks uh, so as I, and i i used to uh, i i love to use fountain pen inks all the time uh, for my calligraphy work uh, so right from j herbin to diamond to pelican 4001 uh, almost all all of them i've tried my hands on all the inks uh, and I own a lot of it right now and I'm actually happy to give them away to people right now and if you see the last few months I have been running some personal giveaways to people because I want uh, to give an opportunity to people who can't afford it or they find it difficult to find these tools so whether it's nibs or pens or inks or, uh, or brush pens or anything of that sort so these days I'm trying to focus uh, more of my time in how do I give away my stuff to people because I'm never going to be using all of that. Though I like to keep it, I like to treasure it, but uh, I think uh, uh, they have to find the right owner who, who can use it. I don't see myself using all the stuff that I have right now. That's super cool of you, dude. And uh, yeah. from all those things, what was your favorite one? Uh, if you ask me, my favorite ink has always been the walnut ink. Uh, I write a lot and it's not of a specific brand because I buy these uh, walnut ink crystals and uh, you pour, uh, you know, warm water in it or distilled water in it and shake them up and you're ready with it with a great, uh, you know, ink composition. So I, my favorite ink is always the walnut ink. I, I love writing with it and writes beautifully with any kind of pen, whether it's a broad pen, a pointed pen, a thin edge pen, anything that you can. And it's pretty inexpensive. Uh, it's great for practice. Uh, yeah, however, you can't do any commission work with it because it's not waterproof and uh, it fades away over a period of time. So oh. yes, yeah. walnut ink is my favorite. I mean, I, I've used walnut ink, but I never thought or I actually didn't know that it's fading away. It will fade away. If if you see it every day, you will never come to know. But if you, let's say, keep your artwork and uh, remove it after five years, you will see a slight fading in that. Because when you create an artwork, you have to assume that the owner of that artwork is going to preserve it for many, many years, maybe 100 years. You know, we don't know that. So that's what I'm saying. You know, if, if you see it every day, uh, maybe in a year or two, it, it may not seem that it's fading away, but or uh, 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 maybe a decade or so, it it will definitely fade away. Let's talk about papers, dude. Like, uh, what kinds of papers do you use? What kinds of papers do you own? And uh, what's your favorite ones? So I uh, I uh, I am often told by my family that. Uh, I eat paper, you know, I consume paper, not literally, but uh, the amount of paper that I use and waste most of the time is phenomenal. Uh, I, 
I, I feel guilty about it because I don't want to waste paper. But I think uh, uh, the more you practice, the more you experiment and the more mistakes you make. So I am a big consumer of all kind of paper. Uh, my favorite has always been the cold pressed watercolor paper. Uh, Arcus, I know, Arcus makes the best one. So that's my go-to paper for any commission work. Uh, there are other inexpensive watercolor papers as well that I use, uh, which are locally made here in India. And there's one uh, particular paper that I'm completely in love with, which is called the Khadi paper. Uh, it's it's made uh, in the southern part of India and it's actually distributed the, in, in the whole world. Uh, so they make great, great paper. Uh, it just never bleeds, it never blots at all. And uh, it's a great paper to write on. Yeah, I've seen this paper, like, like not seen it, but like I've seen on Instagram people like writing in the captions, Kadi paper and stuff, but I didn't know it's uh, Indian actually. Yeah, it is, it is. Uh, so, so Khadi paper was invented in India. It's still made in India. Because we have, yeah, we have big, uh, big industry, paper industry here in India. Again, I think uh, people don't have that exposure and they don't promote themselves well. Khadi paper did that and they did a great job in uh, making their presence felt to the whole world. Awesome. And uh, what about commission work, dude? Like you mentioned, you do some uh, commission works from time to time. Like, what kind right, of right. commissions do you do, and uh, what's your favorite ones to do? Uh, so uh, my commission range from private collection, where people want to own an artwork or a piece of lettering or a quote or a poem or anything that they feel connected to. Uh, and, and I write that and I design it and write on uh, on paper and send them. That's the original uh, commission that I refer to, which is mostly for the personal collection. And then there, I, I work with a lot of publishing companies uh, as well, uh, sometimes to, to design some artwork for their magazines. Uh, if you see my, uh, my feed, there are uh, at least three or four commission work that I've done for magazines. Uh, where my design was published uh, in some of their editions. Uh, there are the usual things that I do, which are logo design and name writing, tattoo design. I do a lot of tattoo designing as well, because I think that's, that, that's quick. And, uh, you know, it, it's great to see your artwork on somebody's body. I feel there's no better proof than that. Uh, personally, I love to design tattoos, uh, tattoo lettering for people. Uh, so these are the kind of commission work that I do. My favorite uh, artwork uh, commission is, uh, there's a guy called Leif, uh, I forget his last name, Leif Friedman, uh, or something like that from, uh, from Norway. He's a great typographer himself. Uh, he's done really cool work for many, many companies, large corporates, and uh, very, very experienced. He's been doing typography for 50 years now. So he commissioned me for one of the code that he wanted written and for his personal collection. And I believe there are nine such pieces that he's collected. And uh, from all, all, all the big masters, right? From uh, John Stevens to, uh, you know, uh, Julian Waters and uh, Elmo and so on. And my artwork lies right next to them. Uh, I am not as great as them, obviously, I understand that, but uh, when you see your artwork in front of some of these grades that you have admired, 
it gives you a real sense uh, of satisfaction. So that's my favorite one. That's super cool, man. And uh, can you talk a, a little bit about pricing for the people who like uh, don't know yet how to make their prices and what to do? Like, uh, what's your process in uh, pricing your work and different commissions? So, so initially when I started taking per commission work, um, it was a little difficult because uh, most people who contact you for commission work think that uh, they are paying for your time, right? And uh, if I want to, let's give, uh, take an example of writing a name, right? It doesn't take me more than maybe, maybe an hour or so with, with all the iterations that I go through. One hour is max that it takes. But I can't charge you for that one hour. It's not a time-based pricing. Art is not time-based, right? Uh, it's basically I'm charging you for all the 20 years of experience that I have, right? In order to be creating that artwork for you in, in one hour. So it's a little difficult uh, subject on pricing. Uh, you probably never get it right. I think that's where it, it's important to understand uh, the outside market you know, what, what others are doing and, and you have to create a benchmark for your own. Meaning, I know people uh, charge anywhere between $25 to maybe $200 for a tattoo design, but uh, I am a little more than that because I've created a benchmark for myself that I will not do work, uh, you know, less than a particular value. And more often than not, it, it's about the budget as well. When you're working with uh, design companies, they have a very specific budget and you have to fit in your artwork within that. You don't really have a say with respect to pricing. You can just say yes or no. So it's a difficult subject. I usually uh, rely on my past experience uh, in deciding what would be the right pricing. More often than not, I get rejected, uh, to be honest. Uh, but it, it doesn't disappoint me. Uh, it doesn't discourage me. I think we have to set a benchmark for ourselves and, you know, go with your gut feeling. And what about workshops, dude? Like, uh, after the, I mean, you, you mentioned back in the time when you started, very soon after this you start teaching, but at the moment when you came back to calligraphy a few years ago, when exactly did you start doing workshops? How did you decide to do it? And what are the workshops that you're teaching? So, uh, so initially when I spoke about my college life and I started teaching calligraphy, it was more of hobby classes, you know, it was never serious calligraphy because I myself was learning and uh, it was all ranging from kids who were like 10 years old to, to elderly people of 60 years old and they wanted to pursue that as a hobby. So that, that was different, but right now, uh, the workshop that I'm doing, I'm not really doing any basic uh, workshops or basic script. They're all meant for advanced uh, techniques and people who already have some experience in calligraphy. So I, I started uh, teaching three years ago and I haven't done too many workshops to be honest, uh, but my resolution for 2019 and going forward is to spend more time teaching. Um, so as we speak, I just completed uh, an Anshul workshop and a Fraktur workshop in Austria. So we did the Anshul workshop in a city called Linz and uh, the Fraktur in, uh, in Vienna. I just returned from, from there last week. And in June, I'm off to Hong Kong 
and I'll be teaching ruling pen, uh, Anshul and Fraktur again uh, over a period of three days in, in Hong Kong. So that's what's lined up. Uh, there are a lot of inquiries coming, but uh, as I said, you know, I, I really need to balance my time. Uh, if I had all the time in the world, I would possibly do workshops every month. But uh, my professional commitments just don't allow me to uh, travel so much as often as I, I would like to do. But this year for sure, I, I should be having two more workshops uh, somewhere around the world, well, maybe one in India. Have you considered uh, going for 100% your income to be from calligraphy and to leave the other job? Or I think about it every day. But the fact of the matter is uh, artists don't get paid. Uh, let me be very honest. Uh, I haven't reached a point in my life that uh, I can sacrifice my work for calligraphy. But uh, I am moving towards that goal. I have not reached that goal. But uh, if all goes well, maybe next five years, I don't think I'll be working. I'll be only be doing calligraphy. Awesome. Um well, what's what's about the workshops like? Uh, uh, what do you like about it? And uh, do you prefer doing workshops or you prefer doing uh, just your own like artwork? Or maybe you prefer more uh, doing commission work? Which of those three do you enjoy the most and why? <laughs> so again, uh, it's a little funny uh, answer. So the the thing that I like the most is doing things for myself, which nobody else sees, uh, not even Instagram, not even my family. And these are things that you do for yourself. These are the experiments. Yeah. What these, are you talking? Are... <laughs> I don't even know that such things exist, man. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Everybody has, uh, you know, their dark side. And this is my dark side that I don't show, uh, I would say a lot of my work, but some of my work to anyone, uh, because they, it has been done with a lot of love and passion and it may not be the best work for people, okay? I know in social media, usually you, you post things that people like, not necessarily you like, right? Dude, uh, right now, right now, I want you to show me at least one of those. All right, uh, let me search. Let me search. Man, I was surprised, like, I never expected to there is yeah, stuff I, that you I, yeah, enjoy I, I, I doing yeah. and nobody's seeing it. I do all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, okay, let me grab some. Uh, if you would have told me, I would have been ready with it, you know. No, I, how could I know, man? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You don't know what uh, what's coming, right? You thought I will answer it. So, uh, I, I can't really find uh, much right now, but... Uh, so this is, okay, let me see. Okay, this is the one. So these are the things that I keep scribbling. Uh, you know, just, yeah. While doing something, you keep scribbling. That's, that's an X. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can uh, see that. that I decorated. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is a mulberry paper that I used to write something like this. Uh, yeah, so these are the things. I, I, I wish I could have shown you more, but I really can't, can't find... Uh, a lot of it right now. Uh, maybe I'll show you sometime. Huh? And uh, do you have any plans, like sometime in the future, to put all those works who never have seen into a book or something like this? 
Uh, yes, my one of the goal is to to write a book. Uh, I don't think I have reached a stage where I can write a book right now. To be honest, uh, although how much ever I wish, I think you still there is still more learning uh, which needs to happen. Uh, so at some point in my time, yes, I I definitely like to publish a book. If you know a, a good publisher, let me know. Uh, and I do. I do. Yeah. I, yeah. Sure. Just uh, ask me outside the podcast because I'm gonna forget. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take it offline because I have uh, I've started uh, compiling a book. I have a lot. Of, I I can't say I have hundred percent of the book ready, but I started compiling uh, my own book. Uh, started putting down you know the things that I I want in that and I'm moving towards it. So it's not complete yet. And uh, I want to disagree a, a little bit about what you said that uh, you don't feel that the time has come and that, that's your level and blah blah. Like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're very kind. No, you're being very I, I, kind I, always. Just, just listen, dude. Like you're doing workshops, man. Right? You're teaching yes. people. Yes. Is that so? Yeah. yeah, I am teaching. Yo, my point is, you're you're teaching workshops, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, are, I, 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 are, are people happy with your workshops? Uh, I, I would like to believe they are happy. Uh, obviously, they're not going to tell you in your face that uh, they were not uh, happy about it. Uh, but the general sense when you teach people and the output that they create at the end of the workshop, I can see they, they improve a couple of notches for sure. And they all feel excited that they are right. So I tell them, you're not going to learn as much as I do, right? Uh, in one workshop, whether it's for one day or two days or a week or so. But if it helps you to be a couple of notches better than what you were yesterday, that's what you should aim for. And the rest of it is your personal practice, research and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, I teach uh, and I want to teach more. But I think writing a book is uh, a completely different ballgame altogether. Uh, it needs to be a lot more comprehensive, well-researched. Uh, uh, and well thought of. Uh, in a workshop, you basically go with the flow, right? And you uh, are attending to a very limited number of participants, whether it's 10 or 15 or 20 at the most. I don't really teach to more than uh, 20 people at a time because I want to uh, give my personal attention to each and every student. But the, when the book is concerned, you need to really articulate that very well, right? Because you don't know how the reader is going to apply that knowledge that you have put in a book. So I think it needs some more time uh, and some more expertise in that. But I will get there. I will get there someday. Dude, I think you're on a, on a perfect level to release a book. And if you want to do a really special book, you can always release another one, man. Yes, I will. I will. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes you need encouragement like this. Uh, you know, when people say that you can do it and it makes me better and excited that I maybe yeah, sooner than later it will happen. Guys, uh, if you're listening now or if you're watching, if you're watching, just drop a comment if you're if you think that he w should make a book. And if you're listening, just contact him at, on Instagram at such inspiration and spam him a lot. So he get this confidence, like obviously he like i don't know for me man you're like uh, you're in the team man you're one of my favorite uh, calligraphy artists in the world thank so thank you very much 
Thank you, Milan. You've always been kind as always for the last five years. You've always uh, had encouraging words for me. And I don't think I would have gotten this much uh, better and so much serious and professional about calligraphy if I was not part of Calligraphy Masters, to be honest. I don't think we get a chance to, uh, you know, thank you enough. Uh, but uh, this is face to face. I'm telling you, thank, thanks a lot for your Dude, time. Check this. Like, wow, what's that? Oh. No, I mean, you made me like what is it called? Uh, goosebumps? Or? Goosebumps, goosebumps, yes. Man, just listening to you telling this no, stuff. Now, I'm sure the other members of the Calligraphy Masters also feel the same way. Your contribution to this community uh, is immense. And I know many people think, and you must be feeling, that you are doing a thankless job, right? Uh, but let me tell you, what you have done as a service to the calligraphy community, uh, I don't think anybody else has done, at least in my knowledge. You see a lot of these accounts, right, on, on Instagram uh, with the name star, calligraphy star and so on. Uh, if you really see what they do, uh, you lose faith in calligraphy. You lose faith in, uh, you know, what... Uh, handmade artists, uh, they do for different purposes, which suits them, it's fine with, with that, but I think you have stuck uh, your neck out and use, the only thing that you promote and post is is real serious shit, right, it, whether it's calligraphy or lettering or anything of that sort, uh, let me, I know you know that, but I think it's, sometimes it's good to say that up front and uh, 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 acknowledge your contribution to this community. I don't think we will be what we are without without uh, calligraphy masters. It's your, your brainchild, honestly, and you keep doing, and you just don't stop at this, which is which is a big inspiration to all of us. Dude, this is super cool to hear stuff like this, but you're gonna make me cry, man. Like uh, no, no, don't cry. I'm, uh, I'm like you I'm should gone. feel proud about it. No, that's the thing, cause I feel like I've done nothing, man. Like, and there's so much things that I could have done, and like I feel like the real things that gonna be like part of the history for calligraphy, for example, in 21st century, if it's coming from calligraphy masters, is yet to come, man. Like, <clears throat> I appreciate like oh yeah, stuff like this no, when see, I... that's, that that's your humbleness, right? And uh, that's what keep that's what keeps you going. But if dude, you you... I, 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 I literally I do nothing special, man. Like I've been doing uh, bartending for 11 years. All of the sudden yeah, I, 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 I fell in love with this thing and I've been educating everything myself and marketing. Like the right, only thing right. that I had in me is it's what I share. And what I share yes. is what I like, what inspires me. Absolutely. But I do nothing special, man. I'm just uh, putting the time to learn what to do and doing it. That that's the that that's the essence of great man men. You know, they don't feel they do great things, but uh, it impacts other people. That's how I look at it. I think the work that we do, uh, whether it's calligraphy or you managing the calligraphy masters community, how many people it's impacting, right, in a positive way. It's countless number of people. I think that's what our aim is. You left me speechless, dude. Like, uh, no, no, no. I, I just spoke the truth, uh, which you no know, maybe I haven't told you and maybe others haven't told you as yet. But that's what we I personally feel is your contribution to this society. 
No, it's. I mean, I can't describe it. It's super awesome to listen to st stuff like this, especially from people who whose work I love and respect and admire. And and I'm just confused with when this happens because I'm. <coughs> I'm sorry, man. <coughs> um, I'm just confused when I talk with somebody who's doing some crazy awesome job and it's super skillful and does crazy stuff and is inspiration to so many people and when such person talks stuff like this to me i'm like uh what the frick yeah that that's the truth uh, milan that's the truth and uh, we all appreciate your efforts and I, I know we've been talking quite a lot for the last four five years in promoting cm and we've shared ideas many times and exciting stuff that you come up with every single time is uh, is just mind-boggling and you just don't rest at all you know dude thank you man like it means a lot i i really mean it i really mean it i don't i never say things that i don't mean so yeah take it as a compliment and keep doing the great work i know the cm uh, cm website is next on cards right oh that was crazy cool you feeling better now yeah. Great, great. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, how do you feel about the calligraphy world our days? Uh, what do you think it's? <clears throat> what do you think it's going the right direction, and uh, what do you think is going in the wrong direction, or what people are doing wrong for the calligraphy world? Yeah, I, let's talk about the good part and I, f I feel very encouraged and uh, uh, it's very heartening to see a lot of young people wanting to learn calligraphy. Uh, I have seen kids as, as young as 12 and 13 uh, writing to me and they want to pick up a pen uh, and a nib and learn the traditional way. I think that awareness uh, that we've created in the last decade or so, there are a lot of people who want to pursue calligraphy, maybe as a as a hobby or as a passion or as a profession at some point in their time. That encourages me. I feel very happy that uh, many people want to learn it from all parts of the world. Earlier it was, I think, very, very specific about uh, the people wanting to learn in some parts of Europe or uh, the United States and the Chinese guys did Chinese calligraphy, the Japanese guys is Japanese calligraphy, but if you really look, I think we've really gone multicultural now. Uh, people are learning new languages uh, to be able to do Latin uh, calligraphy and so on. So, which is great, right? Uh, the only thing that I am, I get a little disturbed about is the right way of learning. Uh, and I think many people have started picking up the easy way. Uh, when I say the easy way, it's the digital way, right? And I've been pretty vocal about this on uh, on my uh, social channels that uh, I'm not against technology or uh, against an iPad or Procreate or anything of those tools. They are great tools and I use them. I use iPad. I don't use Procreate, but I, I use uh, iPad for a lot of things that uh, in my life. Uh, but you, sh you should never learn with that. That's not the right way to learn. I think... The only way to learn is pick up a pen, pick up ink and write on paper. There's no other way to learn. Uh, my only advice to people who are not learning this way is 
you will not be able to go too much far if you do digital calligraphy okay uh, it's it's not meant to be a learning tool uh, you can improve your productivity when you're designing stuff and when you are a pro in calligraphy use them for productivity that's the best use of those tools so that's what i don't like i see a lot of people learning the wrong way uh, and you know taking a very easy path so that's what yeah that's what needs to change uh, for for the betterment of calligraphy are there any styles that you are not uh, skilled with yet but you are willing to learn um i i, I think calligraphy has like tons of styles and uh, i feel very comfortable with most of the broad edge work whether it's italic or gothic or newland or anshul or anything of that sort i feel very comfortable uh, i still need to learn more in that but uh, i feel uh, i have reached a stage where i can teach people in those scripts uh, the only scripts that i struggle with as i mentioned earlier is anything to do with pointed pen just scares me uh, it's copper plate or spencerian or any ornamental work I'm not good at it. Uh, I'm not putting so much effort to learn them right now because I don't feel connected with them, and probably if, you know maybe just my hands are too heavy uh, for for uh, for pointed pen. And sometimes you need to realize that that uh, you may not be able to be uh, great in everything, but at least stuff that you do, you probably need to be one of the best, if not the best. Okay. And uh, I know the answer, but I'll, I'll ask anyway, so people can hear it as well. Like, why are you not doing Indian calligraphy? <laughs> I've been asked that question many times. Uh, <coughs> there are a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, what we use in India, the what we refer to is called Devanagari uh, script, uh, or in other words, Hindi. It's written exactly in the opposite direction as uh, the Latin calligraphy, right? So if you hold uh, your pen uh, like this for a 45 degree angle, in 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 Devanagari you have to actually use like this. This is the angle that you use. So first of all, I'm not comfortable with that. Somehow I have never practiced enough. Secondly, I don't know that script enough. I have uh, learned that in in my school long time back. but my my first language always has been english and i feel comfortable uh, with english so frankly i'm not very conversant with that script at all at the first place uh, the nuances of that script but uh, who knows maybe i will i will give it a shot some day you know when i want some change from uh, english maybe devanagari is uh, is what i will experiment with uh, it's going to take take a while it's not easy to really write with that script And do you know any good Indian calligraphers who are doing it and doing it in a nice way? Oh yes, yes. There is a very veteran calligrapher called Achyut Palav. Uh, he's been doing calligraphy for many, many years now. Uh, obviously, he's not uh, as famous in in the Western world in as far as English calligraphy is concerned. But uh, here in India, uh, I think people love his uh, regional stuff that he writes. uh you know whether it's uh, devanagari script or marathi script or anything of that sort uh i haven't seen anybody writing better than him 
I, I actually know him because when we were on the release of the Design of Words book in Milano, mm -hmm. there was an Indian lady and I asked her the same question to give me some names that do Indian calligraphy okay, okay. and do it nice. And All right, uh, right. He was one of the names that she gave me. So Yes, yeah. he's been teaching calligraphy for a very long time here. Uh, he has a school somewhere here in Bombay that he teaches uh, you know, other students. Can you give me some names uh, of uh, calligraphers, artists that are inspiring you, that uh, whose work you admire? Both a few masters and both few modern, if you can call them this way. Yeah, so my, f my favorite, and I look up to them always, they may not know this, uh, I haven't told them this, but I am very inspired by John Stevens and uh, uh, I, I write about him whenever I, I get a chance uh, and I thank him from the bottom of my heart. Uh, he, he is uh, one person who's inspired or his works have inspired me the most and uh, the best thing is he doesn't even know about it. It's just like, you know, you didn't know how great job you were doing in calligraphy masters, right, unless we tell them. So it's, it, it's about John Stevens. Uh, he himself doesn't know that how many people he has impacted in uh, in a great way. So he's one of my uh, ins great inspirations. I love uh, Julian Waters and uh, his mother, Sheila Waters. I'm completely in awe of uh, their work that they have contributed to this society in general. Uh, so they, these are the great masters that I'm very inspired with. Uh, from uh, modern calligraphers, uh, I think uh, there are quite a few who do excellent job these days and they're pretty young. Uh, this uh, guy called Nick, uh, part of our CM, uh, Nick Vasoli. Nick Vasoli? Yeah, I love his work. Yeah, yeah, that's the, 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 that's the raindrops, right? And yeah, that one as well. Yes, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm pretty, I follow his work uh, very closely. And uh, I love his his work uh, completely. Uh, so he's he's one guy I really look forward to his posts because I I see he experiments a lot. He you know he likes to invent his own stuff. He is ready to challenge the conventional, which I love. Uh, the other very conventional calligrapher is uh, a guy called Trile, um, also known as Trishiba on the social circle. Uh, he's awesome, man. He is. Uh, uh, he has a very sound knowledge uh, of the concept of letters, uh, and he understands every single thing the right way. You know, just like how we would like everybody to learn. I think he's learned the right way. He's applying that knowledge, and uh, he's doing a great job. I love his work. And he's super young, man. Yeah, I don't know how old is he, but I was told that he's pretty young. He's, he's in twenties or something like that. So, and that's what uh, uh, you know. Uh, I feel very heartening that people that young age are learning the right way. You know, he he comes up with awesome uh, artwork all the time. So yeah, I, I love his work as well. It's funny because uh, all the names that you said are people from the team. <laughs> Uh, it's a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. Maybe you you've got the best team with you, right? So that's how I look at it. Yeah, that's for sure. How, yeah, how, absolutely. Dude, how now, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this because they are part of Calligraphy Masters, right? And you know me well. I I, I pretty speak uh, my heart uh, out. They are truly inspiring. And uh, 
but I've said it like not once, man. Like uh, people who are in the team are the best, in my opinion. Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, no matter who is it from the team, I think he's one of the best in what he does, and that's why he's part of the yep, team. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Dude, uh, tell me, like, how how did you feel like uh, when I wrote that uh, John Stevens uh, has uh, accepted and is part of the team? Like, I I first thought you were playing a prank on us, you know, uh, because I never honestly I never thought that he will agree to join Calligraphy Masters because he he's a great guy. Uh, we all know that uh, he's in a different league. Let me say that you know we are all very different, and he is in a different league altogether. So I thought uh, you're play, probably playing a prank on us and uh, you're trying to, you know, uh, make a joke here. But when I saw that he's indeed a part of it, I was, it was unbelievable. And it was uh, very exciting to see that, you know, my association with uh, CM is going to be a long lasting one because of the team that we have. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Like, um, what... Can you tell me one, like, not one, like, some of your goals and dreams that you have uh, about calligraphy, like, about things that you want to do or stuff that you want to achieve? Like, where are you going with calligraphy or where do you want to go? Like, I, I think as far as the learning part is concerned, it's a constant uh, endeavor to learn uh, as much as I can, uh, improve on my scripts and experiment. Uh, come up with your own stuff, uh, learn some new scripts as well. So that's an ongoing, as as long as we are alive and our hands are uh, working, I think that will continue. Uh, I have few goals in mind. Uh, first, I think I, I spoke about writing a book. Uh, so that's my goal number one. My goal number two is uh, to uh, to hold an exhibition uh, of calligraphy somewhere I don't know where how what when but that that's one of my uh, goals that I have uh, I don't I haven't put a timeline to that but this is what I would like to do you know this is what I would dream of and thirdly is uh, obviously you know spending more time teaching other people uh, I want to conduct at least one workshop every month uh, is my goal at some point in time if not now maybe a couple of years down the line so yeah, those are my goals uh, as far as calligraphy is concerned. You've actually already been a part of exhibition, dude. Yes, uh, yeah. It, it, in some of my works, I know we were in uh, Akwa Sumarthe and uh, some of uh, our work was displayed there. But uh, yeah, yeah, the stuff that I'm talking about is is a solo show when you know where the whole uh, whole gallery is filled with your work and. Uh, and it's not for commercial purpose uh, at all. It's just to show that what what can you do. Uh, just trying to you know inspire as many people as I can. What about prints, dude? Have you ever made some prints, or do you ah. have in mind of doing some? Yes, I have. I actually I made some prints uh, a couple of years back. Uh, there were three prints or three designs that I put it on Etsy and uh, got a decent response i wouldn't say a great response but i got a decent response with that uh i didn't pursue it further i think you have to constantly keep updating your storefront right keep constantly keep on coming up with new things 
which I'm not able to for some reason. Uh, so maybe in the future, yes, I, 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 my problem is I, I, I need a lot of help in deciding which prints, uh, you know, uh, people will look up to because uh, I am the biggest critic of my work and I mostly believe that people will, will not buy it. So somewhere you need that motivation, some push or some encouragement from somebody else who understands calligraphy and, you know, who guides you pretty well. So, yeah, I think. You have a lot of posts which for me are like ready for prints, man, like uh, the design and everything, like the structure and composition, they are great for being prints, you know. Yeah. Ac actually, people who are listening right now, go to his profile and let him know in the comments which ones would you like to, ha to have yeah, as, yeah. as a print of him. That I guess this, this will help him a lot. So if you're listening, yeah, yeah. please do that. Sure, I will. I'll take that feedback, uh, and yeah, it will be great for uh, for people to comment on what uh, artwork of mine would they like to see in prints, and I'll definitely may make that. Yeah. And what about shirts? You are wearing one, but uh, is it just this, the this is only for myself? Yeah, this is only for myself. And you yeah. you haven't sold any shirts? Ah uh, no no I I. It's just for fun. These things are only for fun. You know, I never, never thought it very seriously. But I have worked with companies who, who, who make T-shirts. I have uh, made designs for them uh, because I, I feel you should do things that you are good at. And I'm not good at in, in printing stuff on shirts and stuff. Uh, I don't have any expertise with that. So I, I worked with a lady who wanted to uh, make yoga wear, and uh, we had. Uh, all the quotes from Rumi written uh, on the yoga wear for her uh, in, in, the, in the US last year. So yeah, I, I work with a lot of these shirt and t-shirt companies, sweatshirts and stuff like that, who just buy my designs and I'm happy to, you know, just design it for them. Awesome, man. Like, what else, dude? Is there something I haven't asked but you're willing to, be, to talk about? I, I can't think of anything uh, at this. I think you have asked me more than anybody else. And I think people know me uh, if whenever this goes live much better than uh, what they knew me. Uh, because sometimes they don't uh, associate a person with an artwork. Uh, they just see my art, but they never get to see the person behind it. Uh, so I think you've covered it all and uh, I have shared I think everything about my life and my calligraphy journey with you right now I can't think of anything else I have something what's your process of posting something on Instagram like how much time do you spend from sitting down writing the thing you're willing to post until you take a picture of it if it's a picture or if it's a video to edit it and blah 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 to you upload it like how what's what's so, this process like with you so uh, uh it's almost like uh, you know sharing some of my tricks right and uh, uh many people wouldn't know this but i don't write for instagram at all things that you see today is not written today it's written sometime back you know because i i feel that when i am in a mood of writing something i will definitely write it down I may not post it at that point of time. So I just keep writing. It's never for Instagram, never for that day. 
so when I have a decent uh, collection and writing, I just take pictures and you, you've seen my pictures are pretty, you know, straightforward, simple. I don't use any, um, any, any great tools, just my mobile camera, sometimes a DSLR, but I don't put too much time in uh, making a picture look good. Uh, I think the, the, the letters and the artwork should speak for itself. Uh, so once in a while I just click all of them and uh, I just post randomly. I don't give too much of a thought of you know what time I, it, it's a Tuesday today, uh, what works well and I don't put so much thought. I just, whenever you feel like posting something, I make it a point to not post similar work back to back because you know you need to be a little smart in um, on social media you, you people need variety and uh, they don't like to see the same thing over and over again so that's the only thing i take care but otherwise uh, what uh, what you see on my post on that particular day is not what's it it's written on it it's never written that day very very few times uh, no not again what happened what happened <laughs> I was waiting to say my questions and then until you finish it went. Oh, you forgot oh, your question. You come just a sec. Uh, no problem. No problem. Take, your time. Take your time. Come on, I hate this. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, uh, what's the most annoying thing that uh, people are asking you on Instagram? Which pen do you use is the most annoying comment? Uh, that I come across because uh, uh, many people think that if they write with the same pen they can write exactly the same way I understand the curiosity right behind wanting to know what tools we've used and so on but it should not become so fascinating for a person to you know acquire that tool uh, and most of the time I write what I have written with and they want to know where I can buy it from and you know which store sells it that's what Google is for right and that's I mean if if you are on Instagram I assume that you know how to Google stuff so that's the most annoying thing uh, that I feel that people want everything ready-made uh, they don't want to spend any time and effort in understanding these tools uh, the background behind it and how well they can write are they really meant for you or no but yeah, that's the most annoying question. And the second obviously is, uh, can you write my name? Uh, we all get this, right? Every day. Can you write my name? It just, it just takes five minutes for you. Can, can you not write my name? Dude, I can't write names for 100 people every day. And that's a reality. I don't want to be rude to them. But uh, you got to respect my life as well and my time as well. I, I do write, okay? Let me tell you, I do write sometimes. Uh, but only when I want to. It's not, I mean... If 100 people write to me, I'm not going to write 100, 100 names there. So how, how is it happening? Do, do, they, do they just catch you in the mood or you you like the name they ask for? Uh, no, not really. Because I get a lot of requests on, on Instagram that can you write my name and I mostly ignore them. But uh, when when, when uh, somebody really wants a name, let's say now I'm, I'm going to write a name just after we end this podcast for uh, a girl who wants to gift uh, his boyfriend uh, his name written by me because his boyfriend is a keen follower of my work. So things like this, right? If you tell me what you want to write it for, I will definitely write. But if you just want to see your name and do nothing about it, Probably, you know, I'm not, I'm not the right person to approach. 
Oh, man. I'm starting you, to get a lot with myself. I'm tired, though. I'm actually you, tired. Yeah, you're, you're doing a lot of these podcasts every day, so... Yeah, yeah, they're quite, yeah. quite a lot already done, actually. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, this is not the reason I'm tired. It's just... it's. Yeah, but... Uh, man... I'm really sorry for this dude. I'll edit it out. I mean, also there is not so much left, so we are gonna be over soon. But uh, oh yeah, what's uh, the things apart from calligraphy that you enjoy doing, and what are the things that you do with when you are not doing calligraphy that that you like, that you enjoy, that makes you happy? Do you have any other passions or stuff like this? Uh, the, my, my problem is I have too many passions and <laughs> that's why I find it difficult to just balance my life. Uh, it just goes topsy-turvy sometimes. I, I try and balance it. So I like music. I love music. Uh, I love singing. Um, I love traveling as well. Uh, I travel uh, quite a lot uh, during the year. And uh, yeah, I like sports. I, I watch a lot of sports. I used to play. Uh, 20 years ago in my college, but not anymore. So I watch a lot of sports uh, and I like to spend uh, time with my family as, as, as much as I can. Uh, so, uh, so you can understand how difficult it is for me to balance all this along with my professional work. What's your fa favorite kind of music? Uh, it's all Indian. Indian music is, is I love the most. I, I do listen to jazz sometimes. But uh, uh, I'm a, uh, uh, trained on uh, classical music uh, in India, and that's what I love the most. And uh, from traveling, from all the places that you've been, what's your favorite place? <laughs> it's very difficult. Uh, I'm very fascinated by Europe in general. Uh, I know Europe is a, is a big continent made up of a lot of diverse countries. But uh, every time I go to any part of Europe, uh, uh, it, it just, it's mind-boggling to see the history and culture behind that entire region. So there is no one, uh, because I, I think I have, uh, I have to travel even more uh, in years to come. I probably, you know, I'm going to see many more places in Europe and probably elsewhere as well. But I don't have a favorite destination or anything of that sort. I think I have. Uh, always loved my moments in Europe, whether it's Italy or Greece or uh, Turkey or Switzerland or Austria, anything. I think I just love all parts of Europe. Awesome, man. Okay, dude, it's been a great talk. And now can you say something to the people who are listening? Uh, say something to those who are like just starting or they are considering to, to start give them some tips or advices and uh, if you want to promote anything of you that's upcoming or whatever just say something to anyone just go on yes i don't want to promote anything for me uh, i think my work will promote itself uh, that's what i believe uh, the only advice to people is if you're thinking of picking up calligraphy as uh, a passion uh, don't waste your time and just pick up a pen don't ask which pen is it and which pen should I use and what nib should I use and what ink should I use. The best way to start is just start, right? And we take a long time thinking about it, getting the right tools. There is no right tool for anyone, in my opinion. Uh, you 
have to try a lot of things before you feel comfortable with it do not practice digital calligraphy uh, that's my second advice please do not uh, i hate it uh, you you can do digital when, when you are come at a level where you know there's nothing left to be done on paper that's that's when you you, you know go to ipads uh, and the third thing is if you plan to do calligraphy you have to give some part of your life away okay uh, if you want to find time for calligraphy whether it's one hour or two hours or five hours you need to make sure that you do that every single day it's not you know that one weekend you do and then the seven days you don't do anything that's not passion for me uh, if you really feel passionate about it you got to give it the time that it deserves and for that you need to give up on something right because everybody has 24 hours don't say that i don't have time i got 24 hours as well so unless you don't give up on something so uh, i gave up on watching tv i gave up on watching uh, reading newspapers i used to read like five newspapers earlier and spend at least a couple of hours reading them i gave up on that and believe me i'm not missing anything in life i don't watch tv at all uh, i'm 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 a lot happier than what i was so prepare to sacrifice something for calligraphy it doesn't come on its own that's my only advice that's a perfect ending brother i'm thank uh, you so much super grateful for you being a guest in the podcast i hope to see you soon in life as well absolutely we will meet someday and keep writing you know yes the best never rest <laughs> exactly so that's it for today guys thank you for listening to another episode of calligraphy master show i hope you enjoyed listening to such inspiration and it helped or inspired you in some way i was supposed to release three episodes today because of not uploading for two weeks but since there are some technical issues the three episodes will be released next sunday Please follow Calligraphy Masters on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and as always keep writing.